Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Giancarlo from the film consulting and promoting initiative Felix Motor Society. Now, let's start the show. This is Anthony Alex from the Angry Mailman podcast, and you're listening to another fine show from the From Page to Screen Media Empire. Hey guys, this is Ace Marrero from the movie Madison County. Hi, this is David L.G. Hughes, writer-director of the film Hall Bowl Suites. I love the pace and the fastness, and I love the fact that you just roll with it. Hi, I'm Eric England, the director of Contracted. Hi, I'm J.K. Amelou, the writer-director of Deviation. My name is Nathan Whitehead, and I wrote the music for Beyond Skyline. Hello, Stuart. Just a quick hello from Sarah Douglas. Hi, this is Ben Lloyd Holmes from the film The Expedition. This is Dominic Burns, the director of Allies. Hey, Stuart. Page the screen. Dot com up in my bum knees. Snitch. Get up my motorcycle running and tracking over the motherfucking snitch. Genius. With Dom, eating pizza, and pussy. I'm Neil Johnson, I directed Rogue Warrior and The Time War, and I crucified Adolf Hitler. The From Page to Screen Moviecast. Good evening. Hello. Good evening. Hello. Oh my God, I recognize, I recognize you, Rob. I, I, I ah, think well. we might have a strange person on the podcast. Who else have we got? Don't shout. Oh, Imposter. Already. Why are we not shouting, Bob? I've got a hangover already. You've got a hangover. It's half past eight in an evening. How can you have yeah. a hangover? What's what? What have you been up to? Yeah, I've been out to the whiskey festival this afternoon. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, um, where? Manchester. And I'm trying to I'm trying to find some. Obviously, it's a festival that involves whiskey. So come on, bail me out, yes. Rob. Let's. What can we What can we ask him that we don't already know? I think that's it. Is that pretty much it? How? What time yeah. did you start? What time did you go down there, Bob? Uh, I think my first pint was at about pint uh, of whiskey. No, no, <laughs> we met up in a pub and I had a couple of pints there. God for that! And then we went to the actual whiskey festival, and I went through about twenty-four different whiskies. Did you right? Now, I've seen people on TV, when they drink wine, they slush it around in their mouth and then spit it out. Is that what you were doing with these 24 different whiskies? Spit it out? Yeah. <laughs> God. So you Go wash drink- your mouth out, sir. So basically, <laughs> you've had 24 whiskies today. And a couple of pints of beer. I'd be dead. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'd be dead after the pints. <laughs> Which was the best whiskey that you had, if you can remember? Oh, definitely, yeah. Um the highlights of the day, uh, there's basically um, a new one that started up, uh, strangely enough, an English whiskey. Okay. It's Cotswolds. Now, they've only got up to about three years old yet, but it's a really nice whiskey and it really bears kind of, you know, watching and I, I am going to buy a bottle. Oh, my God. Um, the other standout was um, basically an old Pulteney, 15-year-old, which was really nice single malt as well so yeah Brilliant. 
you, Rob, I could actually re-edit this podcast. So basically, Rob, Bob's just confessed to being in Manchester trying out a fifteen-year-old. <laughs> I could, I could do that, but you I could, won't because yeah. that would be mean, and it would also get the podcast taken off the air. But you know, um, anybody who's just jumped into this episode late, Bob's talking about whiskeys, not not anything else. Yeah. So you know, fifteen-year-old yep. single malt. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'll stick to that story and I won't deviate. <laughs> so with these whiskey festivals then, so you've tried out 24. I, I have no idea how a whiskey festival works. So d- did you pay for all these 24 is it you buy to get in the festival and then you just sample a lot? Well, in theory, should have had four. Okay. But uh, it's basically can't a five-pound ticket to get in. Yep. Uh, there was four of us went, but only two of us were on the whiskies. Um, my sister was one that basically she passed me her ticket. Yep. Um, the other couple that went, uh, basically kind of Wendy wasn't drinking. So she passed her, her other half hit her ticket. So in theory, both Smeg and myself could have had eight in did you, theory. Did I just hear that one of your companions was called Smeg? Yeah. Smeg and Wendy. Smeg and Wendy, there's a film you want to watch, isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I need an off we switch. Were, <laughs> as we were going up, kind of, you know, getting these samples of whiskey, yep. they were meant to cross off, you know, on your ticket when you'd had one. Yeah. And they just weren't. They were probably drunk off the fumes. Mm. <laughs> or, or they were placing bets on, like, how, how long before the tall guy with the beard passes out? I reckon 26. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been it. So they were just giving you the free whiskeys, trying to, you know. Well, this is it. it like I say, I had two tickets that had four samples. You know, the availability for four samples on each. Wow. I used one ticket. There was literally just one that got kind of fully used. The other one hasn't even been touched. So I spent my afternoon watching TV, and I'm tired. I'm ready for bed now. <laughs> You've been out drinking twenty four different whiskeys <laughs> and some pints. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, and eating pies and listening to free music and things like that. So that sounds, yeah, that sounds you're definitely utilising your days off far more than I am, and probably far more than <laughs> Rob is as well. Unless he's yeah. got one hell of a story to come up with about his day. But no, sorry, I, uh, I'm missing more. out on life. <laughs> what was your highlight today, then, Rob? <laughs> um, Mine was listening to Bob talking about um, his, his whiskey festival. <laughs> yeah, pr- probably. Um, you know. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. I'm ready. Let's let's switch off. I'll go home. That's it. We'll just quit. <laughs> Thank you for listening to episode four, five, one. Oh. And are you back in work tomorrow, Bob? I am, but I'm on late. Still, I'd be on cloud nine. I'd be dead if I drunk that much. Genuinely, I can cope with about three vodkas, and that's it. And then that's like right. I need to stop now, or the fourth one may make me fall over or get drunk. Uh, Twenty-four would kill me. Mm. I can barely watch a box set of 24 without falling asleep, <laughs> let alone drink 24 whiskeys. So so you said you're a bit hungover. What symptoms have you got then, Bob? Or have you not got any at all? You I've already know. got a bit of a headache. So therefore, I, I'm, I'm on the coffee and like loads of water. Yeah. So, But yeah, really enjoyed it. I think the bit that's giving me the headache is the American kind of bourbons that were there and what have you. So. I'm did, sticking with that. Now, did anybody do that thing that you hate where they're like, would you like ice with that? Did anybody do it? No, no, no. It was all kind of top of the line. and Good. Yeah. Kind of. So, yeah. So you, didn't much, pu- you didn't punch anybody then? 
No, no, no. I met a few people that I had a really nice conversation with. So, yeah, I had a very enjoyable afternoon. Now, hopefully, with your friend there, Smeg, you didn't could say to anybody else, would you like me to introduce you to Smeg? No, I didn't. <laughs> Good. Because that could... <laughs> You know that could be a whole new festival, couldn't it? So well, I, don't, I, I don't even want to know why they're called Smeg because that's—I I prefer to just leave it to the imagination. To be honest, I—I'd I'd be more worried being introduced to his mother. What's she called? Smegma. Smegma. That's very good. I thought you were going to say something like Jizz or whatever. Mm. <laughs> I'm hoping they're a red dwarf fan, and that's where it ends. That well, would, that would probably work. Yeah. I, I'm assuming it's some kind of wordplay on his second name because he, his first name, I believe, is David. Oh, right, okay. Hmm. Surname Smegma. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not really. <laughs> so, oh, God. So, what's it's new with you? Um, so, other than whiskey festivals, Bob, <clears throat> what's new with you? Because it's been a couple of weeks. Indeed, indeed, yes. Um, uh, what can I say? I, I, hard at work. Um, other than that, planning things, uh, I've been ill. Yeah. Um, basically, I, I went to see, as you know, we've we've all had the uh, you know, uh, the monkey virus. What do you mean, mm-hmm. hard? Still got? Well, yeah. <laughs> yep. So uh, I went to see the quack, and um, I actually managed to get in, which was a s- surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but uh, I got given a, a dose, a course of antibiotics for it all. Yeah. <clears throat> Those basically, although they were working on what was wrong with me, totally drained me of energy. I literally it was getting to like seven at night and I just wanted to just curl up and sleep. Um, finished the uh, the course of those. I think it was about two days too short because uh, I'm still coughing and still got the monkey virus. It's nuts. This has been the longest illnesses ever. Doesn't it? Yep. I, I looked at the calendar and it's uh, it's four months and five days since I contracted the monkey virus. Well, listen, it. you came <laughs> came down with it straight after, um, you know, kind of sci-fi Wales, didn't you? It, I actually looked on a calendar and plotted exactly which day it was. It was the 15th of September, which was a Saturday, because it was uh, when we moved that computer desk. Of course, yeah. And I moved it, and by maybe two hours after moving that desk, I was, I was just done. Dead to the world. I was out like a flipping light. Yeah. So, yeah, that's... That's how I could be so accurate about when it was, because I wanted to know basically when I contracted it and how long I'd had it. But um, f- for me, I am d- the shoulder muscles seem to have sorted themselves out. A lot of that is down to RSI and yeah. the use of tablet. And so I got rid of the iPad, which you'll be happy, Bob, because it's one less Apple device in the house. Yep, I do still have an iPod, definitely. but you know, I'll get rid of that. Um, I'm cutting down a lot of use on tweeting and stuff on the phone. Because yeah. what's the point? Get rid of an iPad name. Do use a smaller device. that's kind of daft. So I'm cutting down a lot on that. Yeah. Um, I'm. Uh, what else did I get rid of? I had an optical appointment on uh, whatever day Ooh. it was. I can't remember. <laughs> I've forgotten that it's, it's Sunday but today. It, so it would have been um, Thursday, I think it was. Yeah, Thursday because yeah. I got paid. So I went in because I figured that the only thing I've got now is this vertigo, which is what I call it because it sounds like it is. So it doesn't mean that when I go up high, I feel a bit weird. It just means if I turn my head to one direction pretty quick, it's like, whoa, feel a bit dizzy. Uh, So it seems to be some sort of vertical. So I thought, right, well, I am going to get my eyes tested because that's probably what it is. It's just the fact I need new pair of glasses. 
So I went in, got my yeah. eyes tested. They said the prescription has changed enough. So I said, right, well, because of that, would these symptoms possibly happen? They went, yes, yeah, yeah, probably would. You could be a bit dizzy and a bit nauseous and they start and they're like, okay. Need to yeah. order some new glasses. Right, no problem. Blah, 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 blah. What sort of glasses do you want? I said, well, I want a pair of distance glasses for obvious reasons and yeah. a pair of intermediate glasses, uh, which I could use for looking at computer screens and just mm-hmm. basically stuff a little bit closer. I didn't want to get reading glasses because the computer yeah. at work is too far away for reading glasses to work. So I thought, let's go for the intermediate and yeah. the distance. It's fine. Go for that. No problem. Uh, basic frames. It's fine. Do you want your lenses thinned? Yes, obviously. Otherwise, it looks like I'm wearing milk bottles because I have quite <laughs> high prescription. So mm-hmm. 337 quid, you went up. How much? I'm like, okay. Um... What happens if we take the thinning down on one grade on the intermediate ones? So because I'm only going to use them now and again, so maybe yeah. I don't need them as thin. So right, let me recalculate that. Three hundred quid. I'm like right for the sake of thirty quid, put it back up to the way it was before. If it yeah. knocked down, if it knocked off a hundred or so, I'd be like fine. I'll have them a little bit thicker. I don't give a shit. But thirty quid, I thought, forget it. That's fine. Holy cow. We'll go with that. Anyway, is that all right? Kind of designer frames or anything? Dan, no, the, the frames themselves were 60 quid, um, which aren't expensive for glasses frames. I know you can oh. get the cheapy ones for like 30 quid, but they look you know, yeah. awful. But like so say, you can easily pay well over 100 for just the frames. Oh, easily. So these were 69 quid. Uh, some dozy get on the internet went, oh, you should have gone to Specsavers. Went, fucking did go to Specsavers. Thank you very much. <laughs> and then about Jeez. two days after that, Specsavers copied me in with a tweet going, oh, our frames start at this much. I'm like, it's fine. I wasn't having to go at you. Um, so the, the guy <laughs> could see the look of shock on my face because I'd just been paid at midnight that yeah. night. So I didn't, it wasn't a case of, oh, I've spent too much this month. I don't really have enough to get glasses it's a case of if that's I don't, gonna take a damn big chunk out of my wage yeah it's like if i don't get them this month i'm gonna have to come back and do exactly the same thing next month and or the month after so it's it, i might as well get them now but he knew i wasn't happy i said look don't get me wrong i know that my eyesight's something that i need to look after so it's not a case of oh i don't really want to spend that much money so i can see i get it however i've still got shot. yeah i've still got x amount of money to come out of a wage regardless of what it's for so he said well do you want me to go away and see uh, if I can get it down a little bit I went that would be much appreciated <laughs> thank you very much so he toddles over and he brings back this lady optician and she's like looking at the figures and she's like blah, blah, blah. she said well instead of going two for one right which this includes the two for one offer yeah it's 337 she said Jeez. put them through singly and then put down the free lens thinning on each pair of glasses so he's like, oh, will that work? Are we allowed to do that? And she went, yeah, I don't see why not. 297. So I'm like, I'm still That's thinking, ah, still 297 quid. But I went, it's fine. Yeah, that's that's brilliant. You've saved me like 40 quid or whatever. Yeah, yeah go for it. So it's fine. So I put my poor old debit card in and went, Beep. so that's come out of my uh, wage now. So I'm picking them up a week on Monday. So a week tomorrow. Um, yeah. But in the meantime, I have been avoiding doing anything that will make me dizzy. It's horrible. It's really horrible. Yeah. You've got all these things that I normally do. Hmm, I need to make sure I don't do them. It's awful. But hopefully when I get the glasses next week, maybe a day or so after It'll that, make a big difference. it will stop me from, from feeling dizzy. But I also think some of it, and I've been using Dr. Google today, which everybody goes, uh-oh, every time you mention Dr. Google. 
but you know how hard it is to get into a doctor. Mm. So sometimes you, you just got to Google and go, you know, like, what does this feel like? What does that feel yeah. like? And um, it, I got to quarter nine yesterday night and I was fine. Been watching TV and stuff all day. And then whatever it was hit me. And I'm like, this is annoying because I've done nothing today. And um, Sarah dropped Annette off at night. So Sarah came in and I was mm-hmm. telling her about it. She said, it really sounds like it's anxiety. And I'm like, okay. I said, but I haven't got anything to be anxious about. She said, well, you don't always have to. I'm like, but it makes no sense. I said, I have zero to worry about other than the fact of Bill. But then today I thought, I'm going to Google what anxiety, what does anxiety feel like? And it said anxiety can make you dizzy. It can make you feel, uh, funnily enough, anxious. I'm like, yeah, I got that one. It can make you feel nauseous. I'm like, I got that one as well. Um, and I'm like, oh, okay, so let me find out how to stop anxiety. So I've got this little list of things like you take 10 deep breaths, whatever you're doing, even if it's nothing, uh, when you start to feel anxious, do something else. So it's like yeah. you're sitting down doing nothing and it hits you. Do something. Do something. You know, get Take up, your mind get in up. a different direction. And it works because it's like, yes, well, I haven't tried that yet, but looking at all the times, um, and I've had conversations with, with you guys about it as well, where I'll be walking downtown for half an hour from work and once I get to the bus station, I'll stop, bang, it hits me. So I'm like, there, yeah. there is something in it. I, I have no idea what I'm anxious about other than the fact I've been ill for four months, which is probably it. So, uh, yeah, that's been my couple of days. Wow, <laughs> that's oh, um, I'll get my other updates out the way as well while I'm, while I'm chatting and Bob's got his headache yeah. and stuff. I had a meeting <laughs> on Thursday. I've had five days off, so if I'm a bit skewy with the days off, it's because I've been off work for five days on holiday, yeah. which is great um, and much needed, and I'm back in tomorrow, unfortunately. I had a meeting on Thursday with uh, Zora, who is, uh, let's just call her Mimi's mum. Yes, she is the the mother to the actress. So Lamisa, who's playing Mimi, I had a meeting with Zora, and I showed her the three scripts. She was absolutely blown away with them, which I was quite happy with. Sweet. Um, at the moment, no changes to them at all. Um, Excellent. Rob's looked over them, and mm-hmm. I spoke to Rob last week, and he he went, oh, "I've got a few bits of feedback. I might bring them on. It's fine." And uh, genuinely, I'm not just saying that because you're here, Rob. Every bit mm-hmm. of feedback was very valid, and I've incorporated it all into the scripts as well. So it was uh, one of the beauties, Bob, was uh, in the screenplay. At one point, the mum says to the dad, because the dad's got to do something, and mm-hmm. it may make him look a bit like a villain in the kid's eyes. Yeah. So the mum says to him, well, welcome to parenthood. For me, that's all right. <laughs> I'm like, that's kind of a flippant, a flippant line. And I didn't think anything of it at all. But bearing in mind that Mimi is, or she was 10 or 11. Now she's a bit older yes. than that. I'll get onto that one. Rob's like, why would she use <laughs> that line? Surely that line would have been used when she's like two or yeah. when she's one. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I never even thought of that. Can't you tell I'm not a parent? So I incorporated that one in. Um, now it is welcome to the, welcome to being, I can't remember the exact line, but it's like welcome to being the parent of a tween, of a teenager or a teenager. Yeah. So now I've upped her age from 10 to 11 to yeah. she's nearly 13, which is great because Lamisa is, um, she's like a year older than she was when, when she was cast. Yeah. Uh, the other one was there's an involvement of Euro Disney tickets in yeah. the storyline. Um, Rob very kindly pointed out that have you got rights to use Disney? Because Disney 
can be a bit sniffy when people use the stuff, especially when it's yeah. in a film about a serial killer. So that the Euro Disney thing's now gone, and it is now uh, two weeks in Florida or two weeks in the Caribbean or something like that. I'd go with the Florida. Yeah, mm. I mean, as I was saying to Rob, I said changing that out impacts the story not at all. Exactly. It makes no difference whatsoever. Well, again, Disney World is implied because you do in Florida. Exactly. Yeah. In Florida, people will think uh, they're going to Disney. Yeah. But yeah. you don't want to use the name Disney in case Disney are like, um, <laughs> we object to that. We're going to charge exactly, a million yeah. pounds and then the film could get shut down. Exactly. So, yeah. so there was a few little tweaks like that that, uh, that I did incorporate into the script. And then it was a last minute meeting with Zora. She went through all three scripts, absolutely loved them. My highlight for me, though, was I got her to turn to the last page of the first script. And I said, right, read that. And then I'm going to play the song by uh, Carl Francis uh, that is going to play over that scene and roll into the end credits. And I, I, I said, I, mean, I messaged Carl and I went, I shit yeah. you not, Carl. When I did that, she had goosebumps. She really did. And I saw somebody's reaction. I mean, it's easy for me to listen to it and go, wow, that's amazing. That yeah. kind of works. But when you explain it to somebody else and then you see them have that same reaction, it's it's such an endorsement that this guy's song is perfect. Perfect for the I scene. absolutely love it. Oh, so I was well impressed. So I, uh, I had a nice little presentation for her. I showed her all the pictures of, yeah. the, of the house. Yeah. And the, the footage of the graveyard and the, the, the premiere in for the third one. And we've narrowed down a rough schedule of sometime in April for the first one. Yeah. So she did say to me, she said, how do we go about doing a schedule? I said, well, don't make it any less than two months from now until the first one, because I need the two months to come up with the 300 quid or whatever yeah. for, for the, for the location. location. I said, because you know, the majority of the money's gone on the pre-production and this damn fine impressive camera setup that you see next to you she was very impressed with that excellent um so she looked at her calendar and she's like blah blah blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and it will be between april the 5th and april the 29th so Ooh. once we start getting closer to that date then we can start narrowing something perfectly down for it so and it is a place called abbeystead which is about 50 minutes i think from here yeah uh it's a gorgeous house it's very impressive so, I've uh, I've been up to date on the Mimi. So at the minute, the scripts are they're locked. They're fine. They're finished, completed. Until the missile goes over them, and maybe she's got some suggestions, yeah. or maybe she'll come back with the the other one that Rob brought up, where there's a mention of a laptop. And Rob was like, "Well, maybe she wouldn't use a laptop. Maybe she would use a phone." But I'm thinking, for the sake of easiness, she'll use a laptop. <laughs> she'll <Yeah>. definitely, because <laughs> it'll be easier to shoot. It's easier to shoot a laptop than it is to shoot somebody holding a phone in their hand. Yeah, be a bit of a nightmare. So you know, maybe it could just be a family laptop. Or um, I think kids get things passed down to them, don't they? So mm -hmm. here you yes. go. I don't use this laptop, so now you can use it. <laughs> uh, the big other update, other than shooting movies for me, Bob, which you will. Uh, you will like to hear. I don't know if I mentioned it to Rob or not, but I am, I did actually, I am changing my work hours. Ooh, go on. As, as from the 5th of February, I believe, I will be working nights. Ooh, that's um, a big change. It's a very big change. Uh, Annette has got herself a job as the night manager where she works. You know, yeah. we, we work in the same company. There's a TV um, series in there somewhere. Is there? Night manager. 
Oh yeah, there we go. Yeah, I need to finish watching that as well. <laughs> My God. And so we were chatting about it, and I'm like, do you know what? I said I've pondered going on tonight's, and she's like, really? What? Why? And I'm like, there is no downside. So with nights, well, with the place that I work at the minute, I do mm. one weekend in four. Now I know which fourth weekend it is, so I can plot that out. But I only know uh, within six weeks when my day off after that weekend will be. So they could change it whenever. They can go, oh, it's Wednesday, it's a Tuesday, it's a Monday. So I can never plan fully what days off that I'm going to be off around the weekend, which is no big thing. But with nights, it's four days on, 12-hour shifts, as opposed to sort of eight-hour shifts. So it's a little bit of a longer day. Um, or rather, it's nine at night to late in the morning, so it's eleven-hour shifts rather yeah. than um, nine-hour shifts. So it's four days on, four days off, four days on, four days off. Never changes. So yeah. I could sit down with a calendar now, and I could plot out for the next two years every single day off that I've got. But That's if you think, pretty handy. If you think about it this way as well, so if I've got four days on, or so I've got four days off, four days in, four days off. If I book four days holiday, I've got 12 days off. Mm. That's impressive. That is not bad at all. I book eight days. That gives me nearly a month. <laughs> it's mental. Um, also, the hourly rate will increase. Yeah, which is because the, of other, the other good thing. Because unsociable hours. Yep. So I, I don't know how much it goes up, but it's effectively I'll, I'll have maybe 150, 200 quid extra per month, which is fine. It's better in my pocket uh, than not. Also, True. I will never need to get another taxi. Neither will Annette. And we know how much she spends on taxis when she gets put on her 110s. It's literally, she will be spending yeah. like 80 quid a week every three weeks on taxis. She'll never have to do that again. Um, and also the work level, as in the surrounding chaos and noise, that's going to be next to nothing at nights. So there is absolutely no downside. I know some people have come back and said, oh, your body clock's going to be shot. No more shot than normally when I'm starting at 11 o'clock and week after I'm getting up at 7 to, to get there for 9. Well, it's fine. fine. So, yeah. So I thought, well, you know what? Um, Annette was putting in for her job. And I said, well, as soon as you get the okay that you've got it, let me know and I'll put in the request to go to nights. I said, I'm not doing it first because if you don't get yours and I get stuck on nights, that's kind of daft. Um, yeah. So she got the okay that she'd got hers. So I then said to my team manager, so can I borrow you a minute? I went, yep. I said, uh, I'm going to need one of these hour change request forms. He's like, oh, why? So I told him, he's like, oh, okay. Um, and I said, don't tell anybody yet though, because it's not been signed off. But while I've been off for these five days, I tapped into my work email and yeah. the, the rotoing people had said, yep, it's fine. It's done. Uh, please reply back to this email or we will just consider it. Yeah. Know, not going so luckily I, I was able to we're not supposed to check our work emails from home but luckily I did because otherwise I might have lost <laughs> me nights um, exactly. so yeah so with regard to the podcast it's it won't affect it it just may not always be on a Sunday that's okay yeah. um, mm -hmm. but uh, what I'll always try and do is make sure that it's a similar time unless obviously Bob's on late so he's not going to get back till we'll work it out yeah. So there, there may be some weeks where it's if I happen to be working a weekend or whatever, then we'll just tweak it and do it a different day, or but we'll sort it out. So that's my big changes. Wow. That's <laughs> quite, uh, yeah. But I'll be a little bit better off, which is quite nice. That sounds good. 
And this is all fitting in with the New Year resolution of trying to look after one's mental health and physical health. So having four days off each week or four days off in a row will yeah. be great. So that will, that will benefit me quite a lot. So yeah. I'm quite happy about that. Mm. So who's next? <laughs> Rob, what have you been up to? Well, not much really. Um, I did take a, uh, a trip to the doctors on Friday to try and sort out my health issues and my back. We're all knackered, aren't we? We're all, yeah. Yep. Um, we're, all, we're all old crocs. <laughs> and uh, I think they knew I wasn't going to leave until they did something because they always try and fob you off. Yeah. Um, so after after 15 minutes in there, and obviously he wants to get on to his next patient, um, he uh, referred me to see um, a back specialist that they have come in to the surgery every Friday um, and uh, they would uh, kind of take charge of me so I'm very happy about that it means Thanks. I'm going somewhere and somebody who knows what they're talking about can actually have a look at me nice. yep moving forward kind of thing so yeah exactly you know it's only taken me what four years with this Jeez. particular surgery to get to this point um, every other time it's um, oh you'll you'll be fine just go away take these uh, take these tablets take so. these painkillers come back if, you know, if it's no change in two years two weeks yeah yeah, yeah. I found so. it, I find it just agree with you the doctors up here and you go I think it's probably this and they go yeah it probably is actually so should I just do A, B, C? And you go, yeah, yeah, do that. If it's, if it's not right, just come back. <laughs> and you go back and you go, it's still not working. I think it might be this that's causing it. They go, yeah, you're probably right there. So, yeah, I was getting <laughs> to the point where I was just annoyed. Yeah. So, But I was thinking today, it was, I was sort of focusing on my own illness. And then I'd been thinking about Rob's and all this sort. And then, Bob, you'd been ill. I think mm. we we don't look after ourselves as much as we look after our computers, do we? True. <laughs> True. <laughs> it's nuts. It's like we're we're very careful about what websites we click on. We're very careful about making sure that oh, the hard drive's a bit slow. Do we need to defrag it or whatever? We're very careful about oh no, how much space have we got on it? I need to sort that out. But when it comes to us, we just shuffle cheeseburgers down our throat, drink twenty four whiskeys, we sleep <laughs> in the weirdest positions. It's it's nuts. I don't. We need to start thinking of ourselves as PCs, I think, a bit more. Well, this yep. is it. We do tend to put others in our close friends, relatives, etc., way before ourselves. Yeah. I know that's an easy thing to claim, but, it, it, you know, we do. You know, it's basically a case of, you know, like in Rob's case, you know, if, if your little one was ill, You'd put your own health on the back burner and make sure everything was done right for her. Oh yeah, yeah, and it, we always do. It, you know, it, it's we we're the last people to think of ourselves that way. Yeah. So, yeah. and how do we cure that though? Have we just got to become a little bit selfish and go? I mean, I've had to be over the past few months uh, just because it's like, well, nobody else is really looking after me. I don't know if Annette's listening to this point, you like your cheeky son, but you're not, you, you've kind of got to manage yourself yeah. and go, I'm tired, I'm not going to do anything. Um, I mean, I've had people messaging me going, why is it, Why have you got me this screener or why haven't you, yeah. it's like, I've had to shelve everything that I've yeah. not had to do, just put it to one side and go, forget it, it can flip it while wait. Yep. But otherwise, I'd have been doing what you just mentioned, Bob. Going, oh, I'll be fine. It's it's just a flesh wound, like some that yes. Monty Bison. I'm all right. It's just just a, it's literally just a nick. You, 
you, know, you tend to run yourself into the ground yeah. doing things for others. Yep. And it's, it's a sad thing that a lot of the, in a lot of the cases, those people won't do the same for you. No, they won't. No. Yeah. So, so that's, that was, I mean, tail end of last year, it was like, right, I have a certain amount of resolutions to sort out. One is to sort my finances out a little bit. No, not in a mess. I could just, you know, when the fact I've got to pay for a couple of pairs of glasses pretty much wipes me out for a month, you're like, I should really do something about that crap because it, it's not like I'm spending a thousand pounds on them. I'm spending what they cost. And it's yeah. like, oh, well, that's me not going out for a month. Um, so I thought, right, I'm going to sort that out by going on tonight. So that is, is helping do that. Yeah. Uh, my health thing, it's like, right, I'm still using the dumbbells. I'm, I'm walking more. Um, but I'm also resting more. These five days, I've done virtually nothing. I think Wednesday, I was kind of busy doing a bit of housework and faffing around. Thursday, yeah. I went out to the opticians and then had, the, I think it was about two hours, meeting with uh, Zora. And then from then on, nothing. It's like Friday, yeah. Saturday, Sunday, zilch. Watch TV, watch Netflix, did a bunch of movies, did a bit of tweeting from the computer today. But I have had to force myself to rest uh, and I do feel better for it, but I'll be a lot happier when I get new glasses. But we do, all three of us, need to start looking after ourselves a little bit better, I think. Definitely. Mm. Yes. <laughs> so where do we move on to next? Uh, we've got some movie news. What do you think about the new Ghostbusters film coming out next year? Do you know oh, about this sorry. one, Bob? I don't know much about this. I've heard, I've heard a little, but I've not been able to find out too much more. Um, I know it's basically it's isn't it Ivan Reitman's son that's doing it? Yeah, Jason. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So he, he's pl- it's not meant to be um, kind of a follow-on to the new relaunch kind of thing. It's meant to be, from what I've heard, it's meant to be more in the vein of the originals, and yeah, you know, and meant to kind of carry on that. But other than that, I know very little. I don't know if anyone's signed up for it or anything yet. So what else do we know? Well, basically it's uh, (laughs) set to uh, be released in 2020. There's a teaser trailer online for it, which basically um, is uh, the camera moving towards um, kind of a, uh, a big wooden shed or uh, uh, which kind of inside of that is a car covered in a sheet. The sheet is pulled up to reveal uh, the Ecto-1. Um, the latest news, actually, that I don't know if either of you have heard, and um, I only read it shortly before coming on air here, is um, that there's a, um, there's been a bit of a backlash from um, uh, one of the stars of um, the, the new uh, kind of reboot movie um, on Twitter. Um, she's uh, basically said... Oh, uh, so we don't count, um, <laughs> and basically likened uh, the whole thing to uh, something Donald Trump would do. Um, <laughs> she said it's such a dick move, um, and uh, yeah, and and some other choice language. Is it a dick move, though, Rob? I don't think so. I, I don't know why she's getting so angry about it. In in one respect, do you know what I mean? It because when when everything came along and, and it was a reboot starring them, there was no backlash from the stars before that. 
saying, well, well, what about us? If, if you've forgotten about what we've done, <laughs> Dan so, Aykroyd coming out going, "Fuck you!" <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep, don't know so, that. so I, I don't see it. You know what I mean? In, in today's day and age, um, these reboots. Um, at the, in the bottom line, they're all looking for for numbers. If <laughs> if the reboot didn't get the numbers they wanted, and they're looking at, at something new, then that's what the the companies are going to do. It's nothing about kind of um, the the actors in in that last movie it's it's all about kind of the bottom line and they think this is going to kind of get them the numbers they want so yeah but what's sad about that is you've got one of the cast members from the rebooted ghostbusters and anybody who's into movies and who's more than three years old remembers how much backlash they got so why Mm. are they then dishing out backlash i mean it was just one of them it's like have you not Mm. learned anything backlash is bad stop it knock it off yeah but what do you think about it, Bob? Because you probably saw the original Ghostbusters in theatres. I know I did. Oh, yeah. I loved it. I mean, the original one, it, it was just so different at the time. Uh, it had a major following. Hmm. Um, okay, number two, not quite <laughs> as good. No, nowhere uh, near. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so I, I can't see a problem with trying to carry on the story. No. You know, <laughs> <coughs> Sorry, um, as Bob's coughing his whiskey up now. It's coming. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's basically a case of, like I say, you had the reboot with where it was kind of you know role reversal almost. Yeah. You know, you'd got like you know all, all the Ghostbusters were female. The receptionist was uh, Thor. <laughs> and he's great. <laughs> yeah. So it was basically a case of yeah, yeah. Okay, some people were kind of up in arms about that, but. Okay, I've not seen it, but I've not basically not watched it because I'm against it. Oh, you, know, just... oh, you should watch it. It's good. Yeah, yeah. Well, this it is, is it. It's one of those, like so many other films that we've all seen, where you look at the backlash and you go, God, that film must be awful. And you watch it and you go, I enjoyed that. It was yeah. fun. Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. it is good. It is. It's a different humor to the first one yeah. because uh, you, you know I think we forget how adult humorish the first Ghostbusters was, even though it was kind of oh, aimed yeah. at kids, there were yeah. a lot of jokes that maybe wouldn't get away with it, or they wouldn't use them nowadays, but it was, for the most, the the reboot one was, was fun. Good. Okay, so she's a dog. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes, it's true, this man has no dick. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that sort of stuff. <laughs> but it's good. No, I would check it out at some point. Uh, I think it's on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, the rebooted Ghostbusters, so... Uh, we are also in 2021 and 2022 getting another Mission Impossible movie. Did I say one? I mean two. Chris Ooh. McQuarrie's back. Tom Cruise is back. They are going to shoot back-to-back two more Mission Impossible films. Uh-huh. Um, excited? I'd be up for watching them. So would I. Yeah. Rob? Uh, I'd need to catch up. I've seen Mission Impossible 1. <laughs> Oh what? God! You've not seen the others. No. Oh, you're missing out on some of the best. Oh, they they are they do. I mean, I like them all, but they do get better. Mm-hmm. I think. I don't think there's any of them, and I, I even quite like number two. Um, but there aren't any of them that are terrible, or that are. Oof, that's not very good at all. They they are all enjoyable, especially when you watch them, knowing that Tom Cruise is actually doing all the things that yeah. he's doing in the film. It just mm. makes it so much more. So God knows what he's going to do in uh, in the next two Mission Impossible films. Probably go to space or time travel or something. But 
skydive from uh, you know kind of an international space station. Possibly with sharks. It wouldn't say <laughs> with sharks chasing him or something. But uh, yeah, we're getting two of those. I'm just it's sad that we're gonna wait till twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two. But this year, have you checked out I haven't yet, but the trailer for John Wick chapter three Parabellum. Nope. Trailer is out there, Bob. I watched it the second it came out. Is it Ooh. any good? Does it look good? I'm I'm looking forward to the film, yes. Are we going to the cinema to watch it? That is not even a genuine question. I'm just hoping you'll say yes. <laughs> yeah, don't take that as a question. It's a statement. We it's are going statement. to the cinema. One of the most fun times we've ever had at the cinema was just going into John Wick 2 thinking, well, I like the first one. I don't really know what the second one's going to be like. I wonder if it'd be as good as the first one. Mm-hmm. And once that film starts, <laughs> it does not let up until the end credits. It's amazing. <laughs> So, have you seen the John Wick films, Rob? I have. I'm a, a big fan. Oh, Excellent. Are you excited Good. about the third one? I am now. I know it's happening. Yes, it's it's coming out in like a couple oh. of months. Wow. Yeah. I think it's, like, it's May, isn't it? It's like, well, so it's a little bit more than a couple of months, but still, it's not bad. It's, uh, Keanu on a horse. Yep. You know, there you go. Fighting people on, um, on motorbikes. Yes. I haven't watched the trailer because I know that I'm going to watch the film. Oh. So it's like I've just I've not had time to watch it. Well, I have because I've been doing nothing for three days. But I've just not had the inclination to watch it. But I might. I'll watch it. It's it it's good. Um, the people that are in the trailer, you see some people. Well, I heard a load of rumors before, and you see the people in the trailer, and you think, yeah, that's going to work. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, I'm. Um, uh, yeah. That's all I'm going to say. I'm looking forward to this. It is one of those films though, that I'm going to have to lower the hype going yeah. into it. Going, yeah, because I went into the second one with not not low expectations, but just like yeah, I'm sure it's good. But it just kind of blew me away. So I'm, I'm going to have to um, lower it for the third one. I know that going into this, I'm not going to go all hype, but no. it, you know that it's going to be, you know, kind of however long the film is, it's going to be. 90% of that is going to be action. Yeah. So, yeah. Because like 100% of the second one was action, wasn't it? It, oh, just, yeah. did, it just did not, there was no non-action bits in it, I don't think. Well, this is it. At least with something like that, you know what you're going into. Yeah. 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 There's none of this kind of, oh, you know, I was expecting this and it was turned out to be a rom-com. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting a good film and it turned out it wasn't. Yeah, we've all been there. Mm. So, uh, yeah, have you watched anything since we last podcasted, Bob? I have. Um, I got a couple of uh, deliveries through, as you're well aware. Um, so uh, I haven't watched the, the big one, but um, one that I did get through after this was ordered. Cripes. I don't know if it was October or November last year, but um, oh, wow. I'd, wa- I'd wanted to watch on Blu-ray um, the film Red. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'd seen that on Blu-ray there was a box, yeah, kind of a double feature, if you would, of Red One, Red Two. So I ordered this, fully expecting it to take about five days from Amazon. Yep. This was ordered, like I say, October, November. <laughs> it wow. Basically, was delivered about a week ago. Oh wow. So, it wasn't with Amazon Prime, was it? I'd be kicking <laughs> it off actually, with it. Yeah. Was it? I'd be going ballistic with them. I'm like, I'm not being funny, but why am I paying 100 quid a year for that delivery? It's well, terrible. They did say when I ordered it, said, oh, yeah, this is going to be delayed because it's not in stock. It's I didn't it's delayed, expect it to be delayed. 
Wow. I thought well, it maybe wait until Red 3 was made or something <laughs> and put that out the box set for you. Yeah. So, yes, I, I basically I, I basically kind of decided I've got to try this and I put Red 1 on. So, yeah. Well, Red, because it's not. Yeah. So, yeah, watch that and really enjoy it. But you'd seen that before, hadn't you? I had. Um, right. I can't remember where. Probably on Netflix or something like that. But I thought it's one that I want to watch. I want to watch it in a better kind of format. So, yeah, got it. And, yeah, really good. I, I, it's it's tongue-in-cheek action kind of thing. Yeah, it's 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 not very serious. You know, it doesn't take itself serious, which is good. So it's it, it's a feel-good movie in a way. And so, have you yeah. seen the second one, or you've not watched the second one? I've seen clips. I've not watched right. it all the way through. Right. So, yeah, I'm, that's one that is like next on the list. Have you seen those, Rob? Uh, I haven't. Neither have I. I haven't seen either oh. of them. I know who's in them. The cast list is pretty impressive. Oh, yeah, yeah. You've got, uh, like say, what's his name? Uh, Bruce Willis, uh, Morgan Freeman. Mirren. Uh, yeah. Uh, Brian Cox. Yep. Um, then, uh, oh, what's his name? I always, I can picture him. So Malkovich, is he That's in it, well? thank you. Yep, okay. Yeah, so even I know who's in it, I've just never, character. never seen the films. So yeah. at some point I'll pinch them off Bob and watch them. So Definitely, I will. Mm. That's all right. So I'll put myself on a not buying any Blu-rays this month uh, in <laughs> retaliation for my spent it all on optical optical yeah. equipment so i will <laughs> i went to, to spec savers i can't buy <laughs> yeah i went to spec savers the things i'm not buying this month are dvds video games blu-rays food drink <laughs> whiskey <laughs> electric <laughs> oxygen <laughs> i'll be fine walking to work each morning it'll only take me four and a half hours each way no, yeah. I'm right. I'm not that bad um, so yeah so that's oh. I do look forward to watching Red at some point. Sometimes you just need something stupid and. You did. It, it, this is it. The whole thing is very tongue in cheek. Uh, you know, it doesn't take itself very serious. Yeah, it, it, it's a good Saturday afternoon popcorn flick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, highly nice. recommended. You know, don't expect kind of you know anything kind of you know uh, Oscars worthy, but yeah. Not going to double it up with Twelve Years a Slave or something. Oh no, no, no! That probably wouldn't be a good double bill. But yeah, just so. watch it for fun. Uh, Rob, have you watched anything? I have indeed. Uh, it was a late one this uh, this week. I, I was worried that I might not actually get to watch anything, but I did. I watched two movies. Okay. Um, the first being Peter Rabbit. Um, which I watched with my little one. They'd gone to see it at the cinema when it first came out, but uh, I didn't go with them, so uh, it appeared on uh, one of the streaming services we've got so uh, we watched that um, as, ex- as expected light-hearted fun all the fam- for, for, for all the family really um, yeah. something that kind of took me back to my childhood because uh, Peter Rabbit was something that you know I remember reading the books um, yes. having the books read to me um, so yeah I, I enjoyed the movie um, the other one that I watched actually could have probably made my top 10 list if I watched it in 2018. Uh, that one being Solo, a Star Wars story. Really? Um, I, I really enjoyed it. And for me, that has been my favorite Star Wars film since the orig- original tr- trilogy. Yeah. Really? So better than Force Awakens and Jedi? Yes. Wow. I, I really enjoyed that it wasn't focused on Luke Skywalker and 
the kind of the usual gang. I know, you know, yeah. Han Solo is a, is one of the gang, but you know, the fact that it was different, we got to see a different element of, of kind of the Star Wars universe. Um, and I really, really enjoyed it. Good. Yeah. I think we all did, but we also all remember the bashing that it got when it came out in the cinema. We're like, <laughs> this film's going to be awful. And then I watched it and I enjoyed it. And then Bob watched it and he enjoyed it. And then yeah. you've watched it and you enjoyed it. So mm. trolls can sod off, basically. Well, this is it. The people that I know that have watched it all enjoyed it. And several of them have said, as Rob says, that it's their favorite one other than the originals. Mm. To me, that was like kind of being transported back in time. The same feelings I was getting when I watched that original trilogy, I was getting when I was watching this movie. It was it was amazing. Yeah. You know, with me, you know, well, with a lot of people, you there's always that Star Trek versus Star Wars. Um, I, I was very much Star Trek is my favorite. So Star Wars is very much kind of, you know, second over to one side. and, and Yeah, second yeah. fiddle. Um sitting down and watching this, I thought, wow, if they made some more movies like this, then, you know, I'm going to start being really interested in this. Yeah. But I also think that with, I mean, I enjoy the last Jedi, but it's not a fun film. It's a good mm. film. I enjoyed yeah. it. It's yeah. good, but it, you don't come out. It's not a popcorn movie, is it? No, and it's not a feel good. No, but solo is. Yeah. yeah. Solo is kind of like, you know, an Indiana Jones film or, or something yeah. like that where you go, Hey, it's a, it's a fun popcorn yeah, film roller, roller coaster movie. Yeah, pulls the yeah. same strings as the first trilogy, so yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. But I enjoyed it. I think it's a shame that there probably won't be any more, because mm. I, I doubt it because of the, the backlash and, and the resulting lack of box office. But uh, considering the change directors part way through, I think Ron Howard did an amazing job. Yeah. As we knew he would, because he knows what he's doing. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, good film. Mm. Good choices. <laughs> So what have I watched? Well, I'm yeah. having one of those weeks where I I couldn't be bothered watching any new films. So I thought, <laughs> I want to go back and watch some old classic films that I Feel deem good. classic. Yeah. Just stuff that I'd seen before. Yeah. So I watched um, American Ninja 4, oh, wow. <laughs> which is on Netflix, which there's probably a reason I've not watched that for 20 years and I don't need to watch <laughs> it for another 20 years. Uh, it's one of the fun old canon movies. But uh, I was going to say, admit know. it, the last time you saw that, it was on VHS. Last time I saw that, it was on VHS. It was yep. indeed. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it really was. Um, it's probably the first time this year that somebody's put Michael Dudikoff into the Netflix search. <laughs> so the Netflix head office is like, why is somebody searching for Michael Dudikoff? That's, that was me. <laughs> oh, so wow. Sorry about that. It is all right. Just fun, cheeky, yeah. daft 80s stuff. And that's because I've been listening to a podcast called the Golan Globus Theatre which is an American podcast, which I'd latched onto within the past couple of months. And each episode, they cover um, one of the old canon movies, which were produced yeah. by Golan Globus. And they've done things like Over the Top, Death Wish 3, oh, uh, wow. American Ninja. Uh, so all these old Delta Force, all that sort of <laughs> stuff. So I've been listening to them. And I thought, you know what? I need to watch some of these old canon movies again. So I went searching for them. But that's how I came up with with uh, American Ninja 4 because of the sort of Michael Dudikoff connection. So yeah. um, I think the guys from Golan Globus Theatre might be listening. So hello. Keep up the great yeah. work. I did send them some lovely feedback via DM on Twitter saying I really enjoyed uh, their show. They're based out of Detroit, apparently. So Ooh, wow. I let them know that we're talking to them. From the Motor a, City. A little town in England. So the other films I watched, Carlito's Way, starring Al Pacino. I love mm -hmm. that movie, if you've not seen that. It's great. 
nearly as good as Scarface, which is a high benchmark as far as I'm concerned. And I also watched one of Bob's favorites, which is uh, the film that made him realize that Tom Cruise is amazing and it's collateral. Excellent. <laughs> I thought I need to rewatch that again. So I yes. looked at my DVD shelves and collateral was going, ah. So I thought, right, I need to watch that. Still a damn impressive film. Still one of Tom Cruise's best yep. uh, roles, I think. Yeah. I mean, He's that great. to me just effectively redefined him and basically brought him into the 20th century, uh, 21st century. Yep. Have you seen yeah. Collateral, Rob? I haven't. <gasps> Do Ooh. you know what it is, or are you like totally? I'm totally in the dark. Well, oh. Tom Cruise, we all know Tom Cruise, Top mm-hmm. Gun, Cocktail, Days of Thunder. Yeah. He plays a, he plays very good guy, very clean cut, don't break any rules, and like that. He's a very good Scientologist and stuff and whatnot. <laughs> he, uh, Jamie Foxx is a taxi cab driver okay. in, I believe it's LA, and uh, a passenger gets into his car one evening, and it is, in fact, a guy called Vincent, played by Tom Cruise, who says, can you just uh, drive me to such and such a place? Because I need to go do something. So, nope, not a problem. Can you just wait here while I nip in? I'll be back in a minute. Not a problem, Tom Cruise. I'll just wait <laughs> here for you. <laughs> yep, some some bangs go off in the distance, <laughs> and Jamie Foxx is like, what's that noise? And then all of a sudden a corpse hits his cab. Lovely. And, uh, Vincent is basically on a one-night mission to assassinate a big long list of people and he sort of kidnaps Jamie Foxx and his taxi cab and says, right, you can drive me around all these different places or I'll kill you. Uh, he's pure villain in mm. this is Tom Cruise and he's amazing. It's directed by Michael Mann who's done things like Miami Vice, Heat, Can't go wrong. Uh, things like that and this was before Miami Vice but Collateral, it's amazing. Tom Cruise is as, is yeah. as cool as a cucumber in this. Very highly recommended. Dark grey hair. Well, not dark grey hair, but he's got grey hair. And it is, it's not the Tom Cruise from Top Gun. This no. is This is the new Tom Cruise. Ah. I, I hope he great. tips well at the end of that night. Well, you know, he, tip, he, tips well at the be- he tips well at the beginning. He says, <laughs> um, I will give you $600 just to rent your cab for the evening. Okay. And then, and then it's fine. So he, t- he tips well at the beginning. Yeah. Still, there should be some uh, some extra at the end uh, if if bodies are going to be bouncing off the car. You know, he needs to take it through a car there wash. Might be a bit of extra at the end. Yeah, yeah, there <laughs> might be. I think you know a nice little um, review on Uber or something like that, <laughs> like a thumbs up or whatever. But the film itself is great. It really, yeah. it's a slick film. So then, uh, last night I thought, right, I want to watch another film, and we watched The Game, starring Michael Douglas mm-hmm. and directed by David Fincher. Yes, which, uh, I'd seen before. Um, Annette's seen it before but she couldn't remember it what? she was like I can't remember any of this film she oh. knew she'd seen it she knew she'd enjoyed it but I remembered everything including yeah. all the story, story beats and everything like that but it's still one hell of a film that is and, an, an, another absolute excellent one that can't recommend enough isn't it? have you seen that one Rob? I haven't <gasps> oh. right. how would you pitch that one? like Bob you, you go for it um, how to pitch it it's basically, as it starts out, well, without giving anything away, you'll watch it and you'll think you'll have a clue, you know, a line on what's going on and you're nowhere f- even close. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's literally, as you, as you think you know where it's going, no, no, it's changed direction. It's something totally different. And here's why. And then you think, oh, right, I've got a line. Oh, no, it's done it again. Yep. <laughs> but it sounds good really- already. Oh, it is. It keeps you guessing. And even when you do work out what's going on, 
there's so many twists and turns and all in a good way. Yeah. You know, it's, I mean, I, I, I could tell you a bit about the storyline, but I don't want to, because it will give, if you pardon the pun, the game away. <laughs> it, it's kind of like Michael Douglas is, if you think of his character from Wall Street, so he's like a super rich guy, yeah. but he's a bit miserable. It's coming up to, I think it's his 47th birthday, yeah, it's and he's on his own, and he's just a bit, yeah, whatever. We, you know, we've all been there. And Sean Penn plays his brother, and he shows up. He's like, I've got your birthday present. Here you go. Got your business card. I know how Bob's got like these escape room things that he goes to, and you can buy like you could buy a voucher and go. Hey, you go, Bob. I've got your thing to go do an escape room, mm. or one of these red letter days. It's kind of like that. Sean Penn says, "Give this company a call. They'll uh, they'll make you smile. They they they've got this game," <laughs> and he's like, "All right," and then it progresses from there on. But yes, it is, it's uh, it's great. It is it's a good film. Oh, great. So, so you wouldn't like, want oh, to do one of these escape rooms. I won't want to pay the bill. No, true. <laughs> not this I, month either. No, not in any month. I would, <laughs> I would pay, it'd take me about 40 years to pay that bill, I think. Yeah. But it, so, so within the 24-hour period, I watched Carlito's Way, Collateral, and The Game. And I'm oh. like, do you know what? I'm really into watching films that I've seen before that I know mm. I love. You had a very good 24 hours there, I'm afraid. Yes. I also yeah. had another good 24 hours this weekend because I watched the entire season four of Peaky Blinders, Ooh. which is, uh, I'd recorded it from Virgin Media December 2017. Oh, was, Christ. Uh, was when it started airing. So I'd recorded them all and I thought, you know what, I really should watch those. So you're <laughs> so, only a year um, out of date. I'm only a year out, but they've just started filming season five now. So I'm all right. I'm up to date. Yeah. It's just taken me well over a year to, uh, to get around <laughs> to watching them. And last week I watched episode one of a new series, which Rob made me very happy, and Annette squeaked when um, <laughs> episode one of, of he did. It was a, there was a genuine squeak. It was like a, I'll try and replicate it. It was ee! that was the kind of squeak that she did. So it wasn't just like a short kind of burst. It, it, it was a few seconds. Oh yeah, there was a few. There was like sort of child at Christmas type squeaking and I wasn't involved I was over the other side of the room so I can't even take credit um, <laughs> so it was, we were chatting last week on I'm the podcast now. You're gonna have to... well Rob mentioned and I, I thought I knew where the story was headed because Rob went before we finish the show can I just bring in a couple of bits of movie news TV news I went of course you can you never have to ask just, just throw it in if you've got anything to say please feel free because it saves me from talking yeah. And I can't remember what the first one was, but the second one he said, there is a TV show coming out um, of uh, The Passage, which is based on a book. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I already know this one. And you, I think you'd mentioned that Ridley Scott was producing it. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I remember this from like four years ago, this story where um, Annette's a massive fan of this book. I bought it for her just because I like the cover. I went, that's yeah. a cool cover. Go read the book. Saves me doing it. Hopefully, they'll enjoy it. You can tell what it's about. And she loved it. And then we were out on one of our holidays at some point, and we walked past uh, in a bookshop, and there was the second one. She's like, Did you know there was a second one? And then we did the same thing with the third one. We knew there was the third one coming up. It got <laughs> delayed. And so now she's read the trilogy, and it's, a, it's her favorite set of books ever. And we knew there was a TV show coming at some point, you know. But, you can wait years and years years for stuff like this. So yeah. Rob was telling this story and he went, yeah, and it airs on Tuesday. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <He's> <laughs> like, he went, have you not watched the trailer? And I'm like, 
there's a trailer. I, I didn't know there was a trailer. Did you just say this airs on Tuesday, as in like the day after tomorrow? Went, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, how do I break this to uh, to an end? Oh no, right. Okay. So I went downstairs and said, "How's the podcast?" I said it was all right. I said it wasn't too bad. He said, "So what did you talk about?" And I'm thinking, just listen to the podcast. I can't. <laughs> Do you know when you say it all once and then somebody says, "So what did you talk about?" Go, I'm not going through it all again. We spoke for two hours, for God's sake. I'm not just yeah. listen to it. It's fine. And I said, "Can you go and make me a coffee?" She went, "Make your own coffee." I went, "No, no, you go make me a coffee because I'm I'm thirsty because we've been talking for two hours." <laughs> so she went, "All right." And so she toddled off into the kitchen. I put on the PlayStation 4, quickly sneaked onto YouTube, and she came through, and she's like, what are you doing? I said, I've just got to watch a trailer. All right, and so go make me a coffee. So she turned off, but stirring at the coffee, came back through, and I pressed play, and then she sat down, and she was like, oh! <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> right? And then it came up with a title at the beginning, and I'm like, damn it, I was hoping the title would be the end. Be at the end, yeah. And it showed this whole thing, and she watched the trailer, and, and I'm like, what do you think of that? She's like, <laughs> so I'm like, that's not even the that's not even the best bit. She went, What's that? I said, It's on on Tuesday. She went, <laughs> for like for like fifteen seconds or whatever, and I'm like, it's Rob put me onto that. I said it's on Tuesday. So we watched the it Wednesday. Waffle. Oh, it was funny. So yeah, we we um we sat and watched it on Wednesday. And it was good. I enjoyed it. And it was one of those, a bit like when you tell me the story when you went in to see Fellowship of the Ring, Bob. Yeah. And you were like, oh, oh here we go. Much, <laughs> here we go. And it was very similar sitting down watching the passage. And by the end of it, and it was like, I loved it. It was great. And I'm like, thank God for that. I said, well, I'm glad it's good. She's like, why? I said, because if, if it was shit, I'd never hear the end of it. <laughs> you just keep going on about this thing. So now we're in this thing now going, please don't get cancelled. Mm. <laughs> it's horrible. It's hor- Why should you watch a show going, oh, I hope it doesn't get dumped? Because uh-huh. it is on Fox and they're notorious for doing stuff like that. But it is. Uh, did you watch it, Rob? I did indeed. What do you think? I really enjoyed it. I was just thinking uh, the whole time, uh, oh, I hope Stuart and I like it. I haven't read the book. <laughs> no, I haven't read the book. She's now started reading the book again. Oh. Wow. To which I'm like, why are you reading the book? I said, you, you're reading the book again now. You're going to compare it to a TV show. Just wait till it's finished. Please wait till it's finished and then read the book again. But she started. These are thick books. Mm. So we, um, it's kind of like, I don't know. How would you pitch it, Rob? Um, it's like vampires, but it's not vampires. Yeah, vam- well, vampire zombies. It's like vampire 28 zombie. days later, sort of. So it's yeah. about an outbreak yeah. that is causing uh, lots of nasty, horrible things. And these scientists have worked out that, well, we've tried to create an antibody in somebody who's like 50 years old. And the antibody worked for like a day. And then we tried it on somebody who was 40. And it worked for like three days. And then we tried it on a, somebody who's in their 20s, and it worked for like three weeks. Ooh, I know what we need to do. Let's try it on a child. Ooh. So they send this little SWAT team sort of thing out to try and kidnap a child so they can use this, um, use you know, try and create some sort of antibody yeah. thing for whatever this disease thing is. And the guy who's in charge of stealing the child gets a sort of conscience thing halfway through, and he's like... I'm not happy with this. I'm going to run off with a kid. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing the rest of the series is... is but in a very above-board way. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 
<laughs> so it's, uh, I, I'm liking it so far. Mm. It's good. Yeah. It's very good. And I, it is very faithful to the book as well because I was getting the commentary on that. I'm, like, uh, yeah. I'm glad they've left that bit in. I'm like, will you shut up? I'm trying to watch a TV show here. But uh, are you going to carry on watching it, Rob? I am. I think that's uh, it's on my planner and uh, I'll continue forward. The only concerns that we've got is we hope it covers the whole trilogy. Mm-hmm. So it would be nice if it was a three-season story. Um, yeah. I know that season one is ten episodes because yeah. I, I cheated and looked at IMDb because I wanted to see. So ten episodes is doable. Um, uh, yeah, we don't want it to get cancelled and we would mm-hmm. like it to, to be able to cover all three all books. All three books. Yeah. Because Annette was saying that the first book is the before uh, and I have no idea what she's talking about because I've not read the books. The second book is during and the third book is after. So mm. she said it, it works very well if it's a three-season show. So yeah. I have fingers crossed that, uh, that that is it. But yeah, definitely I would check out The Passage. Mm. Um. So, yeah. So I think we've covered everything that everybody has watched, if I believe. Yes. Did, have you managed to do any of your topic, Bob? Um, which topic? The one that you told me of a couple of weeks ago or the one that you told <laughs> me of a couple of days ago? A few, a few days ago. Things. I mean, some of this you could probably make up anyway and it will come back to you. But it's, it's things we hate that movies and TV shows do. Mm-hmm. Get cancelled. So that's the one. So that's go. the that's the topic. Exactly. I've covered one of them in the passage. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the topic. So I thought I basically I gave Rob the choice last week about well, we've got this TV character one. Yeah. Or we've got this other one, and I was leaning towards this other one because it sounds a bit more fun and a bit more off the cuff and and stuff like yeah. that. So Rob went, oh, we'll go for that one. So I'm like, good, we'll go for that one. So this is things that that TV. And movies, maybe movie studios do that really annoy us. So hate is probably a very strong word, but you can't it, get it can be used for a lot of mine though. It can be used for a lot of mine as well. So, <laughs> um, so Rob, you go first. Well, we'll sort of round Robin. Okay. In. So Rob, uh, I'm me, sure we'll Bob. we'll kind of overlap a bit, um, all of us anyway. Um, so the first one on my list, and there isn't any particular order, um, is reboot slash remakes. Um, it's, you know, obviously there's a few exceptions. I've got one on my list now, which is, um, the Buffy movie versus the Buffy TV show. But obviously now they're taking it a step forward. They're going to reboot the TV show again. And I'm not sure I'm going to like that because why reboot something that is such a classic and loved by so many people? How many times can you reinvent the same thing? Yeah, exactly. If you, you know, with, with the new show, they want to, um, kind of, show a strong um, black female i've got no problem with that but make it a new slayer add to the world don't just so yeah number one on my list reboots and remakes good well mine is uh, it's when films show the big show the end of the film at the start and then jump back it well annoys me and i found some sort of i mean these are still good films but uh, I think Bird Box did it. Yeah. Where they'll show you a scene and then they'll go, bah, 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 and then you'll then at some point catch up to where you were at the beginning. Uh, Fight Club does it, American Beauty does it, and uh, Carlito's Way did it. Mm-hmm. Which well annoys me because if, when you go back and you watch that film, you're like, great, you, you have actually told me the end of the film there. Thanks <laughs> a bunch. Yeah. So I don't like it when they do that. It's not a fan. So, Bob? 
what what annoys you when TV shows or movies do it? One of the ones that is a big bugbear for me is you, know, you go to the cinema to watch film A, and you know you basically got a trailer for a film that's coming out in two three months. You watch the trailer, and you effectively know everything that's going to happen in that <laughs> movie. Yep. That was one yeah. of Annette's ones. She's like trailers that tell you the whole storyline. Yeah, Knock it off. that, yeah. It really that is on my good. list as well. Oh, yep. <laughs> oh yeah. So you know, trailers are meant to give you a feeling of you know, kind of wanting to spot, wanting to watch it, see what it, it goes on. So you should have a taster of like the start of the movie, maybe. Not a case of right. Here's a scene from the start. You know, we're basically going to give you. 15 scenes that basically sum up what the movie's all about from start to finish. Yeah. Yeah. Go and watch it. The rest of it's just filler. Do you know what I wrote about trailers is what one of the franchises that's, that does my head in when we go and watch it at the cinema is the James Bond franchise. Because attached to every Bond movie, there's always like the advert for the watch, the advert for the car, the advert yeah. for something. And they always show clips of the movie you're about to watch in the watch advert or in the car yeah. advert. It's like, can you just not? I'm about to watch this film, for God's sake. That's my editing. So that's, that's my first one. Good choice. <laughs> Rob? Um, I have a replacement of established characters. Um, so... Um, if there's a cast member that for for whatever reason can't play themselves, then they might, they might bring in a new f- face to play that same character. Um, for me, I prefer when they do that with CGI. Um, I know it's, you know, um, a subject that some people hate when they kind of take a character, uh, well, take a new um, actor and put a CGI face on them. But I actually prefer that way um, rather than just um, a new person. Is this kind of like um, Firefly versus Serenity? Because I think they changed whoever the guy was that was hunting them all down. Wasn't he one person in the series and then somebody else in the movie? Not quite. Um, I know no. what you mean, yeah. But um, more, um, more like... Um, oh. so Avengers, they do it as well, don't they? Well, yeah. Uh, Don you Cheadle know. and Terrence Howard. Uh, yeah, uh, th- there's various movies that, that it's happened. The, the the ones that to me have, have done well are, um, which was the Star Wars movie where um, the CGI'd Carrie Fisher's face onto um, another actor, obviously because she would sadly one. passed away. Um, and I'm and I much prefer them to do that rather than just to change the character completely. So they did it the correct way in my eyes. I think yeah. Carrie was still alive though in Rogue One. I think they obviously. Oh yeah. Because it was because a, it was a yeah, prequel. They to an earlier, you know, kind of a yes, younger version. Yes, a younger yeah. version. Yeah. Um, but there, you know, there are obviously um, shows where they just change them. Um, we ha- we had it in uh, Harry Potter with Dumbledore, didn't we? Yes. Yes. Um, so you know, I, I prefer a bit of CGI. I like. I, I get used to a character, and then I find it very difficult to watch something. Then, um, if that character has changed, so that's on my list. Good choice. Uh, next one for me is dream sequences when they try to fake the audience. <laughs> so it's like when something, I don't know, ha, that was a dream. We got gotcha. you. They annoy me because mm. it's like the filmmaker is trying to trying to put one over on you. 
and it kind of niggles me. I think the one that springs to mind for me, I think, is uh, this one in Batman v Superman. See, the yeah, the, the one for me's got to be um, Dallas. <laughs> it's like you've just spent a whole year and it was all a dream ha 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 exactly yep. i don't mind dream sequences where the, the only clever one is american werewolf in london which to this day still scares people where uh the main character's in the hotel room in the hospital and he has a dream where this weird nazi comes through the window and tries to stab him and then he wakes up and then something else happens. Because he's still in a dream, so it's like the double one. But that's like a one-shot deal, because nobody's really ever done that in film before. But I'm just not a fan of dream sequences. Unless you know it's a dream sequence. Yeah. So something like Nightmare on Elm Street, which yeah. I'm all right with that, because you know you're watching a dream. It's not the filmmaker trying to pull one over on you. So there we go. That's mine. Dream sequences that try to fake the audience. Uh, Bob? Um. It's only a pet peeve, but it's uh, and it's only a minor one, but it is something that really niggles. And this is more TV rather than films. And it's basically where you've got an ongoing series that's on, say, weekly, yep. and you know you've got an hour long, say, of well, you know, hour long on the thing, and it gets to like fifty five minutes. And it leaves you on a real cliffhanger, and it's just, <laughs> I've got to watch till I've got to wait till next. <laughs> You wait, find out what's going on. Yep. There is a reason we buy box sets of 24, yes. isn't it, Bob? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so I, I'm all for cliffhangers in a way, but you know, when you've got to wait a week, or in some cases, a case of, right, you know, we've, yeah, this was the last episode until the new year. We've stopped showing it for the whole of the Christmas season. Yep. You. yep. <laughs> so, yeah, that's one of my pet peeves, and yeah. I'm sticking with that, Rob. Um, it's got to be this. This re, um, it, it relates to TV shows. Is when um, a network and you mentioned Fox earlier doing um, something like this, they'll put a new TV show on in a, a certain time slot over in the states, and uh, it will be opposite an established show on on another channel uh, at the same time. Um, and then they cancel the new show after the first oh. season and say, sorry, we didn't have enough viewers. Well, that's because you put it against <laughs> Buffy the Vampire Slayer in season six or, you know, whatever it may be. Oh. Yep. That's yep. one of mine as well. It's the studio net. The networks just need a slap, don't they? Yes. So um, my next one is box office takings. Uh, to me, the only the only people that need to know how much a film made are the people that made the film and the studio. To me, it doesn't... You know, The Shawshank Redemption is a perfect example. That is one of the best films of all time. I've never found anybody who's not liked that film. But it only made on its initial run something like $40 million. Box office bomb. Great film. And then you've got some piece of shit like Avatar that makes $2.7 billion. And it's, you know, which is better, Shawshank or Avatar? Shawshank, Ooh, yeah. easily. So people, generally the public, will look at how much a film's made and decide whether that film is a good Judge film off that. or yeah. a bad film. And mm-hmm. it's stupid. Just well, forget it. it. So why do they report on it? It doesn't matter. him. How many of the films that we consider to be classics were actually box office smashes? Yeah, probably. You know, we found so many hidden gems. Yeah. You know, um, but, you know, like you say, probably didn't do kind of you know, 50 million at the box office or whatever. So, yeah. 
So box office, I get why they do it because they like talking about how much a film makes, and and so also since when did a blockbuster film become about how much a film cost? Mm. At one point, a blockbuster film was something like Jaws that came out and made five hundred million dollars. Now yeah. a blockbuster film is something that costs three hundred uh, million dollars. Yeah. They they've kind of flipped it, so we need it back the other way, please. Mm-hmm. So, Bob, um, one of my kind of bugbears. And I'm quite sure Stuart will agree with me on this. Probably Rob as well is um, in the cinema. And I, I know why they do it, but following a trend. So it's a case of something comes out that's, you know, a whole new kind of thought. And it basically does great at the box office. Everyone jumps on the bandwagon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, someone comes out with, you know, going back a few years, the first one of the superhero movies, you know, and it's case, oh, yeah, that's great. It got rave reviews, all this, took a load of money. Let's all do superhero movies. <laughs> yep. And, you know, you, you're then looking at the, you know, the box, you know, the, the local cinema, and it's case, is there anything that isn't superhero coming on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, I know it tends to follow in trends. So, like you say, you get a few years where it's superhero, a few years where it's cowboy or whatever. But, you know, let's get some kind of, you know, I, I, I want to be able to make a choice. Mm-hmm. Not just I, who who's in it. I want a you know, choice of style of film. I remember wanting to go and watch the Danny Boyle's Steve Jobs movie, and it had been out a week. And it was the Friday, so it had come out the Friday before. And I asked, I went, have you not got, you're not showing Steve Jobs? He went, no, no, we're not showing it anymore. Nobody's watching it. It's like, it's only been out a week. Yeah. It's like, what? And yet they had about three or four screens of whatever else had come out. You're like, really? It's like Les Mis or something like that, I think. Yeah. You're like, oh, come on. Yeah. That's, that's why it's a good thing that there are things like Netflix. Yeah. That do show, you know, things like Bird Box or, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. So. But yep, totally right there with you. So yeah, basically kind of cheap following a trend. Yes. So, Rob? Um, a movie or TV show that has so much darkness it leads to my inability to see what's going on and I'm <laughs> in the TV settings trying to make everything brighter. That annoys me, yep. that one. She's like, why is it so dark? <laughs> I don't know, that's the way they shot it. I can't see anything. Well, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe with Rob on spec that. savers. No, no, I'm with Rob on that. Yep. Yeah, like you say, you're there. You've you've got the curtains closed and what have you. So there's no light mm-hmm. going on the screen, and it's still a case. Yep. Yeah. I, I can, there's, there's a bit of a blur in the bottom left-hand corner. I don't know what's going on, but holy crap! It, yeah. You kind of walk closer to the TV screen. You start squinting. Yep. And then you, you go out and buy a new television light. and everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good choice. <coughs> yep. So my next one, and there is an expletive in mine. Uh, who's going to be the next James Bond? Fuck off. That's, <laughs> that, that argument does my head in. It, who's going to be the next James Bond? Daniel Craig, because he's making another Bond film. There you go. So anybody who wants to know who's going to be the next Bond, it's Daniel Craig. It's not Idris Elba. It's not Colin Salmon, although he would make a good Bond. It's not a woman. Let's make it... It's Daniel Craig. He's the next Bond. It, it, every time there's talk of a James Bond film, this horrible yep. bloody argument comes out of the woodwork and people who don't even like Bond movies are like, ooh, do you reckon it's going to be the same stuff when uh, Doctor Who? 
Yes. Mm-hmm. I could so easily have said who's going to be the next Bond, who's going to be the next Doctor Who, and doubled it up. Yeah. And then people find out who it is, and then they go mental. And they're like, oh, I'm not happy with that. She's got ovaries or whatever. Yeah. They're, just, they're not happy. They're grumpy, horrible, sod off. Yep. <laughs> that is one of the, the sort, and I'm tying that in with internet trolls as well, because I hate them. They do my editing because they're always, who's going to be the next Bond? Um, who's going to be the next Doctor Who? Oh, DC, you've got a new film out. I hate that film. Would you like comic book films? No. Well, shut up then. <laughs> no need to talk about it. Move on and talk about things you like. So yep. there you go. So who's the next Bond slash Doctor Who is my uh, next thing. That, that really annoys me, in case you couldn't tell. Well, in that <laughs> case, I'm going to take a cue from that to do my next one which much along a similar line is who's the best Bond, <laughs> who, yeah. you know, Kirk, you know, pick any, any character, TV or movie that has yep. been various people have played. And you'll, you know, you, if you get a standard room of people of different ages, everyone will have a different view and will be quite vocal about it. Yeah. You I know. think so. If you take a little bit of a, a reword into the phrase, like which one do you prefer? Yeah, I'm all right with that one. Yep. That's fine. It's like, well, well I prefer Picard, yeah. but who's best between like Kirk and Picard? What's mm-hmm. your opinion? I don't, well, I don't who's know. who's the best out of the different people that have played Kirk? Yeah, uh, Shatner. My, I, I Shatner. prefer. Yeah, Shatner. I prefer Denny Crane. Yep. Blaine well, this Kirk. is it. Yeah, again, it's the who's the best. It's the wrong question to ask. Yeah, it's, as you said, it's which do you prefer? Yeah, I totally agree. But this is evidence like, which is best, DC or Marvel? Well, which do you prefer is probably a better one. Which yeah. is better, Call of Duty, Battlefield, Star Trek, Star Wars? You yeah. know, it's um, if we coffee ask or what, tea. Yeah, coffee or tea. I prefer mm. tea, but I like coffee, so I like them yeah. both. Um, I prefer Call of Duty to Battlefield. I prefer Star. Uh, I don't know. I I prefer <laughs> Star Trek. I think. Yeah. I'm kind of weird. We could do a whole podcast on Star Trek v. Star Wars. That would be a fun one at oh, some yeah. point. And we could just bring all these different questions in. So maybe we'll do that at some point. Mm. Rob's getting all excited now. Uh, I, I would <laughs> so on to you then. If we're going to do one at some point about Star Trek v. Star Wars, mm. to make it interesting, yep. you've got, you, know, you can't just argue for one. You've got to come up with a pro and a con for each. Oh, I could. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know if Rob could. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, it's really gone down a hill since uh, CBS took control. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but yeah, no. So which one's the best is a good one. Yeah, it yep. should be which one mm. you because it, it so, is down to personal preference in many ways. Yeah, you, know, we, you can have we, arguments to say kind of okay, yeah, you know, the direction, the way that they've directed them in the later ones, blah blah blah, yeah, or whatever, you know. But it is personal preference in the end. Definitely. So we'll go through a couple more of each, and then we'll because I need to sort of round this episode up just after ten o'clock. Yeah, I've got to go cook Madam's tea, but and I've also got a couple of feedback bits from other people. Ooh, so cool. that's quite Ooh. nice. So uh, Rob, what's your second final one? Um, I am going to um, skip down then after what we've just spoken about to say movie studios trying to adapt a franchise to appeal to a wider audience, <laughs> like Star Trek. Out of Star Trek. <laughs> Um, yeah. But in doing so, they alienate the original fans. Yeah, they do, don't they? Like Star Trek. Yes. Yep. It's like the best example of that in its entirety, <laughs> isn't it? It is. Brilliant. 
Um, so what's my next one? Let's have a look. TV shows that have a massive cliffhanger but never get resolved. Ooh, good point, yeah. So mm. I've got three examples for that. One of them was, uh, and I've spoke about it before, there was a David Caruso star in TV show called David Hayes. And at the very end of it, it faded to black and a gunshot was heard just after we saw somebody putting the main character in a crosshair. And you're like, oh my God, I hope he's all right. Show got cancelled, never came back. Don't know if mm-hmm. David Hayes, the character, is alive or not. Ain't got a clue. Uh, the other one was the Sarah Connor Chronicles, which mm-hmm. season two ended on a big cliffhanger. It's like, okay, I'd like to have seen how that got resolved, but didn't. And thankfully, one that did get resolved, but it did take 25 years, was the original Twin Peaks. Oh, yeah. Which ended with uh, Dale Cooper. He was one of his personalities was trapped in the Black Lodge, and the other one was outside. And he smashed a mirror, and he looked at the screen with this weird sort of nasty-looking face. He's like, "Where's Annie? Where's Annie? Where's that?" And it faded out. We're like, "Oh my God, what's what's happened?" We never found out for twenty-five years because the show got cancelled. So I think if TV, they need to not do it. It's really, really uh, annoying. So that's my second last one. So, Bob? Um, Again, I'll take a cue from that. And it's basically, as you say, shows that have been cancelled. Normally on the strength that, oh, well, American audiences weren't that good. (laughs) Yeah. um, I mean, one of my favourite TV shows, and I'm hoping will bear me out on this, was um, Boston Legal. Mm Mm-hmm. And again, just dropped. Yeah, uh, similar thing with, uh, as you say, Firefly, yep. mm-hmm. which was very odd because, of course, it was shown out of sequence in America. <laughs> yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. So yeah, and then it's a case of right. You've done this great thing. You know, we're watching it, and you've cancelled it because people over there don't appreciate it. Yep. Look, can we get you mm-hmm. backing from over here, and you can carry on? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the rest the of the is- world likes it. <laughs> it's like I'm watching the passage and I'm thinking, I, I really like this. Please don't get scrapped. Mm-hmm. But yet, over here in the UK, we do six episodes of Peaky Blinders or whatever. And then after they've all aired, in fact, even if they hadn't, if they went, you know what, we're not going to do another season, they would still show all the episodes. So we'd still get yeah. some sort of resolution. Yeah. But in America, they're like, nope, get rid of it. It's been on two episodes. <laughs> we, we don't care that we've been showing them in the wrong order. It's fine. When you start showing your pilot episode, like four episodes into your run, you've got people, a bit of a problem. People are going to get confused. A la Firefly. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Bonkers. So, totally. Rob, what's your final one? Uh, my final one, um, I'm going to just go through my list and pick which one. Uh, right. Um, that there's no loyalty scheme offered. I, if I'm a loyal fan, I've been out and bought Star Trek on VHS. Then I buy it on DVD. Then I buy it on Blu-ray. Surely, when it comes to 4K, I should get a discount. <laughs> yeah, one yep. would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't happen though. No. no yep. George Lucas is like, no, no <laughs> discounts for people multi-buying. Otherwise, I wouldn't have as big a house as I do. <laughs> there is no loyalty scheme. I bought all the the VHSs of deep space nine and next gen for twelve pounds ninety nine for two episodes. Exactly. I I'd yeah. wait. As they as they were coming out, I'd see the uh, the posters in Woolworths, 
Oh, Deep Space Nine and Voyager, you get kind of um, the free gift with each season. Maybe it'd be um, a cardboard um, box that that held all of the um, the VHSs for that season, or uh, something, or you know, something like that. And uh, yeah, yeah model of Deep Space Nine. And then DVD came out, and I said, I need to own those and and, yep. and dump my two ton of VHS. Yep. <laughs> choice well my final one and to end on a nice quiet note um, internet trolls for <laughs> god's sake I don't care if, if there's an internet troll out there and there's lots of them and you don't like a film it's fine just tweet out wasn't really a fan I preferred such and such do not go after the main cast and verbally abuse them until they leave twitter they are people who take jobs to get paid, to put food in, them, in their own mouths, to build nice houses and to get swimming pools. They're, they do not... Uh, nobody sets out to make a bad movie. Nobody sets out to appear in a bad movie. Even Nicolas Cage, who has been in lots of bad movies, but <laughs> he, he's doing it to pay his taxes. But internet trolls need to just go away. They need to have their own little news groups and just go, just go spit at each other all day long and leave genuine movie fans... Alone. Wasn't if you watch it, a yeah. film and you hate it, just go. Do you know what? I wasn't really a fan. Didn't like it. I'm gonna go watch the Hunger Games again, or whatever. There's no need to spit venom over a movie. It's a film, for God's sake. I was Get gonna say, it. isn't there the rather kind of famous one where I think it was Michael Caine was approached about his um, role <laughs> in Jaws 3D? Yep. And Jaws was, 4. Yep. Yeah. And it was basically a case of, yeah, but you have you seen the house he bought? Exactly. <laughs> so, what do you think of Jaws the Revenge? Well, I like the house it allowed me to build. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that's, that's the bottom exactly line. What it is. Mm. Yep. Exactly. It's too tiring just ripping films to shreds. There's yes. just so many decent films out there. I don't want to spend an hour and a half talking about Batman and Robin or Rocky versus Bullwinkle when we could spend an hour and a half talking about Sneakers or Midnight yes. Run or True Death Romance. You know, yeah. it's much more enjoyable. So, Let's be positive rather than negative. Exactly. Exactly. So, have you got a final one, Bob, or have you done your two? I don't think you have. I think uh, you've got I a think, final one, haven't you? Um, the last one that I would have said, which is following on a bit from um, where Rob was with the things, uh, yeah, the TV, uh, the series and what have you, is um, my peeve on that one is where you've got things like, um, well, a very good example would be Game of Thrones, where you've got, okay, they brought out the first season. Then it's a case of right. We'll send you sell you the box set, and then it's a case of you know it gets to the end of the third season. And it's a case of, oh we've got the box set of one through three, and it's cheaper mm-hmm. than you paid for the box set from season one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yep. and now you've got the box set of season one through seven, and of course season eight's coming out. So mm-hmm. why would you buy the box set of season one through seven? Wait exactly. for another year and yeah. Or at least give us a discount on, like, say, as Rob says, give us a discount on the final thing. Loyalty scheme. Let's yep. have one. Yep. <laughs> Good choices. So, yeah, so none of those were taken too seriously. They, they oh. are things that genuinely annoy us, but we were not spitting venom in any direction. Oh, mm-hmm. Some of them are just pet, pet peeves. Some of them are pet peeves. So the two we've got, like I mentioned before, the guys from Golan Globus Theatre Podcast, they said, since we're the action guys, I would like to say shaky handheld cams and quick cut editing during fight scenes, which I, I totally agree with that. And I, mm. My brain went straight back to the original Lethal Weapon, 
which would have been a very impressive fight between Mel Gibson and Gary Busey. But if you go back and you watch that, it's set at night, you've got water everywhere, and you've got some of the worst editing. You don't know who's punching who. Yeah. So uh, I would I will bow to their action chops for that one. Uh, a, ho- a horror podcast called Neon Brainiacs. They've come back with bad audio dubbing, which a lot of low-budget films had, especially the 80s ones, where you yep. look at it and you're like, Jesus. <laughs> Could you not afford a microphone? <laughs> yep. So that's a couple of the peeves that the... Uh, yep. the Lip sync totally out. <laughs> yes. But I would recommend the Golden Globus Theatre Podcast. They are quite good. Excellent. Uh, and it's one of those where you go down, you look, and you go, well, I've not seen that film, so I don't need to listen to that episode. Oh, I've seen Over the Top. I'll listen to that one. I listened to the one of the recent ones about Steven Seagal's Marked for Death, which was very funny. Uh, uh, one of the guys on that does a very good impression of Steven Seagal, which was quite good. I won't try and replicate it. But <laughs> it was very, very good. So, um, do we need a topic for next week? Hmm, which one shall it be? Um, is there any off the top of your head, Bob, that you can think of? I quite like the one that you're on about for, um, like I said, I've done my homework for the TV characters that you really that like. We'll do, yep. we'll do that one then. So what is that topic then, Bob? It was your favourite TV characters. Top 10 favourite TV. Not film, TV okay. characters. Brilliant. There you go. A nice Brilliant. easy one then. Especially yep. for Bob, because he's already on his list. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, Although, like... again, it's one of those where I've got 10 from 40. <laughs> yep. <laughs> this is Bob sat there going, mm-hmm. see, and you thought, oh, taking a week off and not showing up for a podcast was a bad thing. I've already done my homework for next week. Yeah. Whereas me and Rob have got to run off and do a list. And I promise it, you, it, it's easy enough. Captain Kirk, Captain Picard. <laughs> Just all the, all the captains, all the ensigns, a couple of, uh, you know, second in commands. And a Klingon. Uh, and, a, and a Klingon, yeah. yeah. Definitely. So, um, but yeah, that's pretty much it for this episode, I believe. Yeah. So, I uh, hope you get rid of your hangover, Bob. Well, like I say, uh, the the water and the coffee that I've had here have both disappeared, and I'm feeling a lot better. Nice. So, but yeah, uh, but I've still got to get rid of the effects of two pints and twenty four whiskeys. But <laughs> <laughs> please do and drive safely when you're headed to work. Oh yeah, don't worry, tomorrow. I'll be safe by then. So, um, are you able to swing by our place tomorrow night? Because we run late as well, or are you busy? Yeah, if you're on late, I can come pick you up. Yeah, we're on late. Yes, excellent. Same so I watch. I watch for the vehicle just weaving up the road. <laughs> it didn't wear off. It's fine, and I will uh, try and get you some uh, Blu-rays and DVDs. Ah, to, uh, to, just to be watch good to at see some you. point. It will. It's been way too long. Indeed, indeed. It has indeed. Well, I shall bid you two gentlemen a good evening. Same to you. And I will catch up with you both soon. Indeed, indeed. Thank you, Thank very, you very much. much. Very enjoyable. Thank you very much. Yes. And here's to the favourite TV characters for next week. Indeed. Yes. Yay. All right. <laughs> Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.